This episode of the ABZ Football Podcast is sponsored by Siberia Bar and Hotel on Bellman Street, Aberdeen. Located only 30 seconds walk away from the nearest bus stop, taking supporters to Pataudry for free on match days. Siberia Bar and Hotel is open seven days a week, all year round, and get fired in with our exclusive discounts. Head to the bar and quote the phrase ABZ Pod, that's ABZ Pod, for a £3 pound of Foster's, a £4 for a pint of Moretti or Dark Fruits, or £5 for a pint of Fierce or a Daiquiri any day of the week, including match days. Come on, you Reds. Reds slide the foot there. Hello and welcome along to a special mini-ish episode of the ABZ Football Podcast. Graham, caught your breath back yet after that? Uh, yeah, just about. Um, get out of the old cliches, bit of a roller coaster of emotions there. Just a little bit, eh? Just a little bit. It felt like quite a draining 90 minutes or 98 minutes as it ended up being, 98 I think. minutes, yep. Um, the Dons somehow... Um, coming away with a 2-2 draw in Gothenburg this evening, uh, which I tweet out looked scarcely believable at 2-0 down with about 15 minutes to go. But um, a hell of a turnaround from from Barry Robson's side. I've got nothing written down. I've got nothing, no review of the game to look at in, in the main. But I guess just um, first things first, I think there's got to be, a, we, we've, we've been very critical, I think, or, or vocal about lack of substitutions and stuff like that from Robson so far. It's fair to say his substitutions tonight absolutely did the job the introduction of those players just turned that game around yeah definitely I, I think the so the timing and the introduction and I didn't really you know obviously listen to the, the little mini on McGarry never seen him play and you know we've said time and time again just because someone is good in a league and a team in a setup you don't know how they're going to perform when uh, when they join your team and it's early days yeah but you know that that made a difference. I know I'm usually bemoaning substitutes, how often they actually influence a game, but he just looked like he'd been playing that team for a long time. You know, it didn't look like here's a guy who's probably not met many of his teammates or doesn't know them for long. It really made a difference. And McGrath, to be fair, really, really good. I mean, the goal that was ruled out for offside, I guess, with Mayofsky being offside and playing the ball, but you watch the run from McGrath, brilliant run, uh, just the perfect time and the desire to get there. And you know, obviously contributed to the game as well. So yeah, substitutions, the right subs at the right time, and players actually coming on and offering something different. Really, really refreshing to see. Really critical as well, actually, given where that game and or the tie was potentially headed. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think we lined up with the same starting eleven that we had against Sterling and against Celtic, which I think maybe raised a few eyebrows amongst, amongst a lot of people. But perhaps to and be ex- some hilarious giffage in the in the chat. Absolutely, yes, in our chat, absolutely. Um, we went with the, the back three, the, the 3-5-2, which is what we expected. Uh, Hecken lined up with their 4-3-3 again, which is what we expected. Um, the first half was a bit odd, really, wasn't it? It was a real, it was a lot more end-to-end than I was expecting the game was going to be. I thought we'd be a bit more pragmatic. Um, we weren't. It was clear in the first half that there were goals there for us. Um, the big question mark was whether we could keep one out. And... I actually felt across the piece, I actually thought Jack McKenzie on the whole had an all right game, but 
he and Ryan Duncan posted completely missing at that first goal. And it's just so galling in one hand, isn't it? Because it's the area we've been talking about all week, about Hekin with Sadiq off the right-hand side, um, going to cause us potential problems with our left, which is obviously a lot weaker. And that's where that first goal comes from. Definitely. I, I mean, I don't know... Presumably Jack and Ryan just had their tickets for the Ulevi tour <laughs> at that particular time and decided they were vacating the pitch to take part in that because neither of them were anywhere. I mean, you look at that move, how it builds up. There's a period of play where it's kind of obvious where the ball is going to end up. And at no point in the screen do you see either one of them. Yeah. So I agree with you prior to that. Both of them were doing a decent job. Uh, looking like, you know, obviously they're... They have their flaws, but they were doing a good job. McKenzie had been defending reasonably well a couple of times. They could try to run him. And McKenzie had actually done a good job of not diving in or just sort of saying, well, if you're going to run me, put the ball past me and let's see what happens. Didn't make it easy for him. But that goal is just woeful, the fact that neither of them are anywhere to be seen. And I know you can say, well, people should maybe see that they've pushed on. But there comes a point where you can't keep covering for someone because ultimately two people are way out of position. So even if guys shuffle across, someone gets a free run at the box. Do you know what I mean? It's, if the entire left side of the defence is vacated, their well, positions are exactly. very difficult what, what do you, to do anything about it. What do you do? Do you do your job and then you say, well, look, they didn't get by me. Or do you try and cover? In which case, obviously, you've left the, the space. So really, really poor and disappointing because, yeah, prior to that, uh, I don't think we're alone in having raised concerns no. around that pairing. But uh, it was working. It, well, it, it, it we were getting by. Maybe. We were getting by. I think it's probably the best. Yeah, way that's it. probably fairer. And we had chances in that first half as well. Duke with an amazing opportunity after Hecking were slack with a header back and he should do um, much, much I can't better believe, Especially when you look at the, the touch yeah. to take it down. I think that's the difficult bit. It's literally a side foot pass into the, the corner of the net. Um, yeah, it's really... It was a bit like attack defence, wasn't it? It had a wee touch of a sort of training exercise. Yeah, I mean, Hecken um, were so open at the back. The way they yeah. decide to play it from the back as well, they split the centre-halves and they play, you know, short passing from um, from goal kicks. I thought we actually, in the main, across the game, actually, not, not just in the last 15, 20 minutes, I thought across the game, we actually got our press kind of relatively spot on in the main. There was a couple of opportunities that came around the first half where Graham Shinney... Um, well, that Duke one comes from comes Shinney, from Shinney yeah. um, putting pressure. So, no, I, th- I think you're right. And then the more the game went on, I couldn't quite figure out, are they are they arrogant and they don't rate us? In which case, like, well, we'll just play out because we do carry an attacking threat. Or are they just of the opinion that, you know, this is the way we play, we will just play our game and that's just what we what we do it's maybe more yeah. the the latter but I it's, think it's the latter you know you know after having, after having spoken with Christopher and Jonas you know last week they were very much of the view that you know per Matthias Hogmo's view with Hecken is we play Hecken football and that is playing like that all the time and if that's the case they're gonna I can only presume that they maybe don't come up against teams in the Swedish league too much who will sit who will press them as high as that well that that's probably that's what I was I came around to the idea that yeah, they've obviously decided that's just what they do. Uh, and yeah, I'm guessing they're not used to a team deciding, you know, well, that's fine, but we know how to counter yeah. that because we we do, to an extent, face some teams that will try that in the league. You know, Celtics, example, we were trying to press them and close them. Yeah. So, fine. It's not really an alien concept to us 
and in, I don't in think the heckin, degree it suits us. And I don't think the heckin backliner is comfortable on the balls. The Celtic backliner, for example, uh, nowhere near. Nowhere near. There's opportunities there, I think, as well. If they choose yeah. to play that way next week, Patojo, there's a massive opportunity for us as far as that goes. I think. Totally. Um, Povara had a good chance first half as well that um that, that was blocked um which was a bit frustrating. Povara also had an amazing chance second half. Yeah, um, that's really the second. That's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, that really to not even work the keeper is. Was that really a two 0 Was that a two 0 I think it was. I'm pretty sure it was a two 0 And that was what made me go. I think we're gonna you know that when that happened after some of the chances we had first half, the penalty will come up the penalty will come up the referee I think in a minute or two. That was where I was like, oh, this feels like just a very typical Aberdeen performance away in Europe where we've actually played not bad. We've created chances. We've we've shot ourselves in the foot with two, well, with one really silly goal we've conceded. We've been very unlucky, lucky, I think, with the penalty. We'll talk about that in a minute. We've let chances pass us by. And then you're, you know, do we come back to Tottenham with a two or maybe even 3-0 deficit or something, which is why I think the turnaround in the last 15, 20 minutes was was quite remarkable. The, 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 the referee tonight... Um, fucking absolutely horrendous. I mean, I know that for a while we've always talked about bringing in, you know, referees from abroad and to manage this uh, to to look after the Scottish game. But um, if that's the standard of refereeing in Slovakia, I don't want anything to do with it. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, just the classic inconsistencies. You know, Ruby gets his yellow. Not sure it's a yellow, really. But then Hecking going to make three or four challenges of a similar nature. Nothing. Yeah, there's there was at least um, one on there was one on. Duke, maybe two on Duke. Well, I think. There was at least one, if not two, on Duke, where he was breaking at pace. Yeah. And, you know, it's a tactical. You take him out, you'd all do it. Yeah. But you'd expect to get punished for it. Nothing. Um, so, yeah, really, really frustrating. I think probably something that maybe helped us was that we weren't really going long ball. Like, I'm having horror moments back to Maribor. Yeah, Jaden Stockley. Know, yeah, but anything in the air. Yeah. You know, it was just getting penalised, carded, and, and red cards. We were probably got away with it to an extent and we were playing the ball in the deck because I think uh, anything that's a bit more of what we're used to in the league it was just penalising for us it felt yeah. and not for them um, so yeah pretty poor performance in my opinion from the officials On that I think you've got to give huge credit I think to uh, Rubizic in particular because he was the one I thought um, first half looked the most likely to end up being on the receiving end of a second book and Hristich was always trying to buy something off of him and all it takes is for the ref to buy one thing and at that point and he's off. I actually thought Rubisic had a really good game tonight in the main and I was just concerned about that but he actually dealt with that pretty well as it, as it went on. Um, I think he was helped as well by some of the substitutions that we made where we brought McDonald on to play in the centre of the park and just kind of settle things down a little bit there but on the whole that was a much more you know, uh, a more complete performance from Slobodan Rubic tonight, I think, more in line with what we were expecting, just kind of kicking and heading things away and, you know, did his job pretty well. I thought he kept Tristich quiet in the main and that was a guy that we had a lot of concerns about. Yeah, I think, I think, and I hope what we're seeing is just a guy finding his way uh, in the team. You know, I think we were of the opinion he's a decent player. We've maybe not seen the performances from him to date, but uh, no, he was decent and I think you're right. It's uh, it's twofold. You as soon as you're on that silly booking, the guy uh, you're playing against is trying to con you or con the ref rather. Yeah. And also, some players might just get you know the mentality is that they're you know I don't know they, they sort of lose the plot a little bit. But I thought he he obviously just parked the fact that it was daft. Yeah, got rid of that and and played his game. And I was a little bit worried, but then as the game went on, you're like, well, do you know what? He's actually he's not doing anything stupid here. Um, so yeah, I think uh, 
a lot to be encouraged about from that performance for the rest of the season from him. The penalty is one of those, isn't it? It's just like, I don't understand any longer. Like, even, like, I guess if, if there's a view that the, the, the ball was touched McKenzie's hand, I think by the letter of the law, it probably would be a penalty kick. But the worst part about that decision process is that the VAR angles that the referee went to look at, you couldn't tell if, if that had touched his hand or not. There was no if way you, of telling that. Totally. If you can't tell in real time, then you effectively have just that same angle to watch and you watch it over and over and over again, and you can't tell. I don't see how you can give a decision. No, I just, um, I don't see how you can. I don't see how you can give that decision on the assumption that the replays we get is the angle he's got. Yeah. I don't think it's clear that it hits his hand, and if it does, it's coming off Miofsky. And I don't, I don't see how McKenzie can possibly do anything about that, short of just not having been there. Yeah. If he wasn't there, we'd all be criticising for not being there. So I don't see what he's supposed to do in that situation. I think he's yeah. been uh, he's been hard done by there. And I felt a bit sorry that it was Jack that got that as well because I think you know again I saw people you know maybe laying into the McKenzie Duncan piece. Um, Duncan is Duncan's not left wing back. That that's clear as day to anybody. And I feel a little bit sorry for being put into that position to have to do that against a player like Sadiq, who obviously was a big threat. You know we could see that. Um, off the back though of the of the penalty decision, the goal going in from Sadiq, that's when Robson made the double switch, which is something we've not really seen an awful lot of from him in the past. Um, on came the two Jimmy Mix, um, Jimmy McGrath and then Jimmy McGarry coming on off the bench. And it's fair to say that those two substitutions in particular seem to really just turn the game. And it's amazing what happens when you can then get players who, in particular looking at McGarry here, because we'd obviously made the change earlier on with McDonald coming on from Morrison, moving Devlin out to right wing back. We suddenly had two natural full back wing backs on the flanks McGarry to me looked very promising it's hard again we don't want to get too excited about it it's only kind of a 25 minute cameo or there or thereabouts but I thought I, I was very impressed with him and I thought he did very very well in that in that period he came on yeah I guess the first point would be you know maybe playing players in their positions might catch on who knows and we'll see how the as the season progresses and secondly yeah I know it's a short time but if you think about the the game that he's coming into what that means to the, the club. I mean, McGarry might not really know or care about that or understand, but Robson does. Yeah. You know, Yashinis and, and these boys understand what that means, the magnitude of that game. So to trust him and for him to just come in and not be phased uh, and just play his game is really, really encouraging. And I, I agree with you. It's a short period of time, but it's a short period of time in a game we were behind in a massive game. And he came on and I think he played his part in yeah. the way the result turned out. So really, 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 really good debut. Same as well, I think, for Jamie McGrath. I mean, I know Gav was in particular um, a little bit scathing about the signing um, yesterday and we did the mini about it. I was impressed with McGrath as well when he came on. Um, thought he really put himself about, Is has a, a part to play in the opening goal. He thinks he's maybe scored the winner right at the very end before it gets pulled offside um, from Jovski's uh, run earlier on. Again, though, encouraging. And it's just good to see now that we seem to have a level of depth now within the squad. I know that people will look at the, the the starting 11 today. I think there's still reasons there. I don't think McGarry's quite there to be able to play 90 minutes yet, but that's him got some time under his belt. These guys are going to take a little bit of time to get in. We've been a little bit unfortunate with injuries, etc. so far to land us in the position we're in. But it does look at least now we've got a set of players who can play in the system and we've got some depth in there as well now, which is a huge bonus. Yeah, but based on tonight, you know, it looks like things are 
starting to take shape. I know the I don't think that starting eleven will be Robson's eleven. I don't think that starting eleven Once starts a next week. Guys are get you know fit. So McGarry gets his fitness yep. up to speed. Um, I'm, I've got to assume that he's going to be in there. McDonald's going to play. I'm absolutely confident of that. So you know, if for example we were maybe 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 we won't because it was a slight maybe a change of shape. But if we were to start the games the way we finished with Devlin McGarry out wide, um, McDonald and and Ruby, that's a and much more Richard inspiring defence. You know, Richard well, Jensen yeah, and I thought Mackenzie actually, I thought again he played fine um, after the penalty as well. I thought Mackenzie did okay. I thought he had a decent game. I I don't really know what he's supposed to do with the penalty. I think part of the problem is my officer's coming in with his knees up. Yeah. So, like, if someone's coming in at me like that, I'm obviously going to be protecting myself, which means your hands are going to end up in and around that position. So, I actually don't really, I don't attribute any blame to Mackenzie personally. I don't think it was a penalty. And even then, I don't know what he's supposed to do in terms of his his positioning. But most most of the game, I thought he did a good job. It's just that left sided combination doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, the first goal demonstrated that. But even what we've seen in the league to date, that that is a left side. Yeah. We're not going to accomplish anything no. with that left side. And, and that's where we get to now. We've got Richard Jensen in the door now. We'll get him up to speed, hopefully, over the course of the week. He was registered ahead of the game um, for, for today. He was on the bench. He, he will be available now for next week if he can get in. He should be up to speed. He has played football this season already in, in the Polish top flight, so he should be good to go from a fitness perspective. If you can get him and then McGarry kind of working together on that left side, we look so much stronger, I already think, from that perspective. Without even having seen Jensen at this point. Um, you know, McDonald in, in the middle, Rubicic on the right-hand side. Devlin, um, I'm going to save Boyamiowski to last, but Nicky Devlin, again, I thought he had an excellent performance in the hole tonight. Um, maybe a little bit shaky opening, opening first 15, 20 minutes kind of settled in the game a bit. But again, look what happens when you put a player into his natural position. Um, a fantastic run at the moment in time when he did it. A great through ball from, um, from Boyamiowski. And what a finish. <laughs> I think there's there's everything. I mean, if you think from I guess where he was, his position is playing at that point, sort of that right wing back role. So he's starting from, you know, kind of in and around his box type area on the right hand side of the pitch to make the run at that stage in the game, almost across the field, as well. At a point where it's two one, and you have to point, think we'd have taken a point. We'd have taken a one. Absolutely, that's a good point actually. So he he has that decision to make around does he go or does he stay everything he does is commendable and then when he gets the ball at his feet you're not thinking there's our uh, right wing back in the box are you you know you're thinking there's your creative midfielder yeah. burst into the box and he's just finishing that off nicely really really pleased for him um, I mean, aside from that we needed the goal shambolic mistake against Celtic but what a way to boost your confidence and you know, sort of redeem yourself in the in the eyes of the fans. Excellent, um, excellent goal. And yeah, overall, I thought he was really, really solid. I think I said after the the Celtic game, super mistake, but Reacting. I'm absolutely certain yeah. he will be a good acquisition. And if he pops up with performances like that over the course of the season, then he definitely will be. And some good noising up of the home supporters about the goal, which is always good. Well, to that's see. what we're saying. He's he's a bit of a dick, but you want him to be in your team, absolutely. Then against you, we, we need that. We've we've been crying out for yeah. a bit of uh, I don't know how you would describe it. Maybe a bit more streetwise. We've been saying we're a bit soft centred for a long time. So yeah, really pleased for him. Absolutely. Let's quickly wrap up quick, really quick then. Um, Boyan I mean, 
I felt like he was a little bit unfortunate first half. Things just didn't quite fall for him. In the second half, he has this opportunity with a header which loops over the bar and you think it's one of those. And it's very easy, I think, at that point for a, a striker to kind of just drop their head and just think it's just one of those nights. The complete opposite we saw from Miofsky. After that header looped over the bar, he turned into almost like a man possessed. That last 15, 20 minutes, as good as I think we've seen from Boe Miofsky since he's been at Aberdeen Football Club, a fantastic goal to get us back in the game. The way he flicks the ball around and the finishes is absolutely brilliant. Integral in the goal and the equaliser with the through ball um, and nearly sets us up with a winner. Uh, just makes that run slightly ahead of, um, ahead of play and gets called offside. An excellent, excellent performance from Boya Miofsky. Yeah, definitely. And gets the boy sent off. And gets the boy sent off as well. Completely so, forgot about that. Yeah, no, uh, I totally agree. Missed some. It's always easy when you're sitting your arse chugging beer to say there were easy chances, but missed some chances that I would have expected him to do better with. Takes a really difficult one with that beautiful sort of touch inside where it looks like he's going to hit it with his right. Shifts on the left, scores the goal. And everything after that was just absolutely brilliant. Uh, I think prior to that, you're right. It's a bit disappointing because we all know what he can do. Um, but I think one of the things I like about him is it's almost like chance comes, chance goes, and he just he just moves on. You don't see him moping about and you don't see him uh, shirking the ball or stop making the runs. So really, really good and really, really pleased to see him get a goal. Absolutely. All to play for next week now. Yeah, which I think is all anyone would have asked for. Just let's go, let's not all of chip. Let's have the, the second <laughs> round being live. I think the good thing is that I think we've given Hecken a lot to think about now because yeah. I think we've found a way tonight about how we can play against them on their home patch. Um, yeah. It's difficult for them now. They can't come here next week and think about sitting, which I don't think is their natural um, mindset anyway. But I think we've found a way possibly tonight and without wanting to kind of, you know, jinx it too much. I think we've found a way, hopefully, to to to, to play through the, the Swedes. And it's going to be, I know there's already like 15,000, 16,000 tickets sold. That will now become a seller, I'm absolutely certain, for next week. Because it's, it's a huge, huge, huge game now. Huge game. I don't know, I don't know what the capacity of their stadium is. It's obviously not what Dodgers, I don't know what they're used to playing to in terms of home and away in the league. But it's going to be, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a full house I'm pretty sure it's going to be a great atmosphere. That in itself, I'm not sure there really be, that's not going to be the norm in the league. So that gives us an advantage, in my opinion. And I think you're right if they're, they've got some some thinking to do because they tried to play their game at home. And like you say, we were able to to deal with it. What do they do? Do they, do they sit in? In which case, I would back ourselves to score. And if they come out again, arguably that suits us because... Um, we won't be starting with that defence that we started with. Myron will have another week. I would expect him to be in. I, I think we'll be a bit better defensively and we still carry the threat. Absolutely. All to play for. That'll wrap us up for just now, Graham. You can go and have finish off that celebratory beer now. It feels like a win, doesn't it? In a weird way. I think when you've come down from 2-0, it does feel like a bit of a win. I mean, all we were, you know, chatting to guys at work and stuff, basically just saying a score draw or a goal in it. Let's just keep the tie alive. And and we've done that. We've come back and I think we've given them, like you say, food for thought uh, and actually probably boosted our, a little bit, like well, from my point of view, confidence in the team that actually, the team that finished that game, that, that's got the makings of a pretty, pretty handy team actually. 
Yeah, absolutely. That'll wrap us up just for now. Um, join us for the next show, which I don't even know when that'll be now. It'll be after the Superman game of the weekend. Sometime. On, on the ABZ Football Podcast. Catch you then. Graham, stand free. This episode of the ABZ Football Podcast was brought to you in association with Siberia Bar and Hotel on Belmont Street, Aberdeen. Head into the bar, quote the phrase ABZ Pod, that's ABZ Pod, for a £3 pint of Foster's, £4 pint of Moretti, or £5 pint of Fierce any day of the week, including match days. Siberia is open seven days a week, all year round, and the bar is located only 30 seconds walk from the nearest bus stop taking supporters to Stadium for free on match days. Come on, you Reds!